Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello and welcome to the Runners World Podcast with me, Rick Pearson. Today we're speaking with runner and writer David Smith about the amazing Thousand Mile Club. The Thousand Mile Club um, runs out of San Quentin Prison in the USA and David's written a wonderful piece. It's in the current issue of Runner's World all about the club and some of the characters that populate it. My own running's been going okay. I've been returning to the track a little bit, doing some quicker intervals in preparation for the Cabbage Patch 10 miler on the 15th of October. Let us know how you're getting on with your running, podcast at runnersworld.co.uk and let's get David on to talk about the San Quentin Running Club. Guest of the week, here in the studio, guest of the week, sometimes on the phone, could be an athlete, could be a physio, or a complete unknown. Our guest this week is a writer and runner who recently penned a feature for Runner's World about the remarkable Thousand Mile Club set in San Quentin Prison. David Smith, welcome to Runner's World Podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. Thrilled to be talking directly after the world's best podcast jingle. <laughs> oh, thank you. Oh, what a lovely giving him way too much what credit. Lovely, but lovely yeah, thanks. That means that's got to go in the edit as well. <laughs> um, <laughs> David, this is an amazing feature, and I think one that perhaps I don't know people maybe imagined existed already, or sort of there's a, there's always been that sort of tale about prison and exercise and the benefits and all these sorts of things. But what specifically about this a thousand mile club is so interesting and what what did you find out from writing this piece you know people have heard of the loneliness of the long distance runner which is um which is about a young guy a guy in a young offenders institute who's kind of encouraged to encouraged to race by people um this is a real thing it's called the thousand mile club it exists in san quentin prison which is in um the bay area of california just a bit north of the golden gate bridge um and it's been going since about 2005 uh and there's I think there's currently about 80 people in it who commit during their time when they're in San Quentin to run a thousand miles. Um, not at the same time. Um, they they do. I think the uh, the coaches come in on Monday evenings and they and they race each other kind of once a month about on Friday mornings. Um, and they gradually build their distance up over the year. So they do they do a kind of benchmark mile in January to sort of see how fit different people are who want to who want to do it. And then they build up to doing a marathon around the prison yard in November time. 
and oh, and all, all this running is done in from the prison yard, so isn't it? It's like all yeah. kind of down. Yeah, yeah, they're not allowed out. Ha- 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's not treadmill based though, or anything like that. No, so it's, it's around the prison yard. It's uh, the yard is about a quarter of a mile around the outside. It's gravel and asphalt, and to do the marathon, they have to do 105 laps. Um, which is there's like six right angle turns um, around this yard 105 times. Um, they don't close the prison yard off or anything. So there's other people sort of milling around. There's there's sort of volunteers will try and keep the keep the route free. Um, there's Canada geese sitting around everywhere because they're sort of sort of taunting the prisoners, just being like, I could I could leave for Canada at any time, but I just want to sit here um, and getting in the way. And then there's um, they also have these like quite regular alarms going off and like an alarm will go off and it means that something is kicking off somewhere in the prison complex and when that happens absolutely everybody has to like get down on the ground and stay on the ground until whatever whatever issue has been resolved um so when they're in the middle of the you know in the middle of the marathon they they might have to stop and just kind of sit where they are for you know 15 minutes 20 minutes before they're allowed to carry on again wow it's phenomenal and this is all sort of led by a man called frank yeah um and in terms of sort of coach frank and the characters within this whole thing tell us a bit more about about frank and and sort of who he is and why he's doing it um so frank is frank rona is he was 77 when i spoke to him i didn't ask his birthday so he might be 78 now um he's uh he's a u.s army veteran he had his own construction company as a manager in a construction company. Um, he was also the president of a local running club to San Quentin, which is called the Tamalpa Runners. Um, he didn't start the club. It was actually a woman called Laura Bowman who was teaching in various ways in the, um, in the prison. She had the idea for it and this idea that people can build up to a, um, build up their distances and give them like certificates when they've done 250 miles, 500 miles and so on. A bit like, a bit like the park run t-shirts you get. Um, she wanted someone to take it on and she asked him, uh, did he have anyone at Tamalpa Runners? And he kind of put the call out and nobody, nobody wanted to do it. So he thought, it's, he thought he'd go along himself. Um, and he said, he said to me, he's got, he had no idea he'd still be here so many years later, but he still, um, still goes in and that's, the, the prisoners that I talked to, or the former prisoners that I talked to, um, stressed that one of the, the great admirable things about admirable things about him is that he's consistent. He shows up every every time, and he doesn't he doesn't you know sack it off because he's um, not in the mood or whatever. He's there every single time. And when when people who've been in the club are released from prison, he's there at the prison. He's there at the prison gates. There's a, a runner called Markel Taylor who we we might get to who. Um, Frank gave him his first job straight out of prison when he was when he was released, um, and they they'll invite any anybody who wants to to join the Tamalpa Runners when they're on the when they're on the, they're on the outside as well. Um, so he's a very sort of very no nonsense. He's not like he's not particularly chatty. He's he's quite matter of fact. But again, that's what um, I think that's what the prisoners ad- admire about him is he's not um, you know. There's nothing fake about him. He just tells them what they need to, what they need to know, and uh, you know what he wants is to help them to be better runners, regardless of kind of anything else that they've done or is going on in their lives. Can we talk about some of the, maybe a couple of the success stories that people have come through this club and mm-hmm. maybe have gone on to be released and yeah. are now kind of have credited it for helping to change their life around? Mm-hmm. 
So um, I talked to three different um, former prisoners for the for the article. There's not I'm not able to talk to people who are kind of currently imprisoned. Um, I just mentioned Markel Taylor. He gets he gets called Markel the Gazelle because he's so he's <laughs> like far and away the fastest um, uh, in there. He went to San Quentin in no he went to prison in 2002. He was moved to San Quentin in 2011, um, and he got out in March 2019. Um, he spent 17 years, seven months inside. Um, six weeks after he got out, he did the Boston Marathon in 303. Um, yeah, wow. pretty good. Um, yeah, yeah. And he was able to do that because he got his he got his Boston qualifying time. Is it a, I'm sure your audience is aware that Boston's hard to hard to get into? You need to be, have a particular um, time to be allowed to compete in it. Um, he got his qualifying time by doing the San Quentin Marathon. Um, Amazing. That was yeah. that was his official thing. Um, and then in 2022, he did it. He came back into Boston again in 2:52. So. Um, he was, oh. yeah. So he's yeah, the he's gazelle. Sort, it's a good, it's a sort of yeah. apt nickname, isn't it? I think if you're running two fifty two marathon, you, you, yeah. you deserve to be called the gazelle at uh-huh. that point. Right? So this prison marathon, he's just lapping people over and over and over, yeah. and over yeah. again, and just kind of very looks very sort of single minded. So yeah, he's out and about now. And then I, um, there's another guy who's uh, a real. So there's a documentary about um, about the San Quentin Marathon, which is coming out soon um, for a special screening in the UK. Um, called 26.2 to life um markel is one of the sort of stars of it if you like and, and one of the other ones is uh, a guy called rasan thomas or people call him new york thomas because he's from brooklyn and uh the prisons in california so he just gets called new york um he i really wanted to talk to him because he's such a star of the documentary but he was waiting such a long time to um to get out he uh he got a commutation of his sentence so his, um, his sentence was um, allowed to end in around the start of 2022 with one thing and another and all the kind of uh, ins and outs of this very convoluted process he didn't actually get out till Feb 2023 um, so I had this I had this article like ready to go for ages but I was waiting it was like Rasan's going to get out he's going to get out um, uh, sometime soon um, he just kind of comes over as someone with such an amazing attitude to the situation that he's found himself in. He, do, he, he certainly doesn't feel like he's, um, he does feel like he deserves to be there, but he's uh, made a huge, he made, you know, such a huge level of changes in his life. You see his, like his bed in prison is just covered in books. He actually says he's, you know, he struggles to do the running club because he's doing so many other different things. He does the, um, sorry, he's out, he's out, he is out now. So he, he did do the, um, the prison newspaper, which is called the San News, as a journalist, um, he did a podcast which is probably more successful than yours, called Ear Hustle. Whoa, it won the uh, it, it won the it won a Pulitzer Prize. Um, Ear Hustle, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah I'll just wait. Let me just yeah. check. No, no Pulitzers here. I'm afraid. Yeah, you're right. Yes, that's that's exactly it. Uh, yeah, it's called Ear Hustle. It's and it's made by San Quentin prisoners. Rasan was heavily involved in um, heavily involved in that. Um, he thought that he wasn't going to get out till he was 85 years old um, and went to, uh, he, his crime was in 2000. Um, and, you know, that's sort of part of the frustration is, of all this is they never really know when they might get out. A lot of them, someone else, uh, another prisoner, Jonathan Chu, or, or former prisoner who I talked to, said you, you sort of see San Quentin as your retirement home, like it's a place where people 
want to go because they well, want to go you know best of a bad bunch um yeah 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 so because there are a lot of volunteer programs including including the running club so it's it's not a very uh comfortable place because it's a very old prison it's built in the 1850s um but there is a lot of stuff going on so um yeah jo- uh, jonathan said he sort of sees san quentin as a bit of a retirement retirement goal uh to get to get in there um and yeah there's a lot of stuff that you can do so rosano does all this all these loads of different stuff and it then also kind of very enthusiastically did one marathon in san quentin in 612 um and i think set the record for the slowest slowest san quentin marathon which he was also just visibly delighted by (laughs) Um, i think this is it's it's really interesting like we talked about this has been the thousand mile club and i think that there's all this sort of the chat these days of running as far as you possibly can and, and in one go and all this sort of stuff but the way we're talking about these sentences is we're talking about people who've been sentenced for 50 years for a crime and, and that's what so, so for context of the, sort of the distances that they're actually capable of doing this isn't a big treat as you say the retirement home angle doesn't give it like a, it gives it more of a sense of like they're off doing these it, this is you know they might have the opportunity to run once a day if they're lucky and then that build or is it just the training days I'm actually not sure what counts as as your mileage if it's just on the days when the coaches if it's just right. on the days yeah, when yeah. the coaches come in. I mean, the the other thing to stress is w- what a terrible time they had of it during COVID. I I, I was not really aware that um, COVID lockdowns were way more severe for the prison population and in and in America than than you or yours or my experience of that. Um, so the thousand mile club had to really sort of stop it only it's only really started going again this year since since 2020 um and people were in their cells for kind of 23 24 hours a day no visitors allowed um 28 people died in san quentin during off covid and um 2200 people caught it um during that time and um yeah talking to frank he's he was like clearly really upset to have not been able to get in and, and do this thing for, for such a long time why do you think david that, that running seems to work in, in prisons what what is it other than maybe making people more physically fit that mm-hmm. um that kind of lifts people in, in that situation do you think um so i talked to the maker of the documentary christine Yu, and she said something really nice about like wanting to explore whether it's possible to get a sense of mental freedom even if you're even if you're physically incarcerated and I think um I'm sure we've all had like experiences of feeling very free on a run so it's um it's interesting to see that that does still seem to be possible even if you're going around and around and going around and around a prison yard um I think there's benefits to it not being a competitive sport like if you're on a team having to having to beat other people or anything else like you're only really trying to um get better for your get better for yourself and it's for and it is these these very clear tangible goals like this is how far i've run and i've run it and i now that i've done it a bit more i'm i'm getting a bit faster if that's if that's what you want and um so it's sort of very visible that you're improving and i i sort of mentioned before about that they don't really know when or if they're going to get out. A lot of a lot of people, as far as they know, are going to be there until they're in their 80s. 
Um, so to have this thing which does have a, a finish line, you know, a marathon has a, a clear finish line. If you can if you can achieve that thing, then it's a very um, solid thing compared to you know a lot a lot of things about that existence which is are so much sort of harder to get a, a grip on. Do you think that um, Frank, being a veteran, and obviously the degree of d- discipline that an army life would probably bring, plus mm. there's a discipline to run in. Certainly, if you have a target and a mileage you want to get to, and you have to sort of consider how that. Do you think that that's part of the success? Is it that it's actually just a focus, and there's the real discipline to it? Mm. I mean, it it does all seem to seem to be like fun, and that, and there's a real sense of community to it, and and. Um, there's a lot of friendships made kind of a, across racial boundaries, which is which is harder to do in prison. There's, there seems to be like a, a much more kind of uh, uh, impassable racial divide in terms of where people hang out and who they hang out with. Um, the, the running club is one of the most kind of uh, integrated um, integrated clubs. Um, in terms of like discipline, I, I got the impression of the people I spoke to that something they really admire about Frank is that he's he just does what he says he's going to do and I think a lot of people have come from uh maybe broken families maybe you know very unstable early early lives and they have maybe people coming in and out of their lives there's um Markel said he doesn't you know he doesn't get visited by any family members so his his family to him is the of these running coaches who come in all the time because they because they show up um so i think there's a real there's a respect for somebody who is just like this is what we're doing and that's what we're doing today and i don't care what you did yesterday and let's not think about what you might do tomorrow this is the thing that we're doing right now this is the runner's world podcast planning for your next trip Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. It's, um, it's quite a serious 
um, prison, isn't it? In terms of like the crimes people commit, and they'll, they'll, I'm sure there's a massive death can... row. Right, um, um, and there might be people who think that going to going to prison for very serious crimes, you shouldn't have things like running clubs. There shouldn't be this kind of, even mm-hmm. if it's a bit of a mock term like a retirement home. Yeah. it should be about punishment. Through writing this and researching this article, what conclusion did you come to in terms of what these kind of things can do for prisoners? Did and mm-hmm. um, I think that'd be interesting to hear. Yeah, so. I mean, San Quentin is a very unusual prison because it has so, like the Running Club is just one of, I think, about 60 different volunteer things that people can do. You can get people, there's a Shakespeare company comes in and puts on Shakespeare. Um, Mark Zuckerberg has been in to do coding. Not He, he doesn't like pop in every every week, but he's 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 come by to, um, he's come by to, uh, you know, look into that kind of stuff. Christine, who directed this documentary, she still goes in and does filmmaking um, teaches filmmaking skills and as I said they've got a Pulitzer Prize winning podcast and a uh, newspaper and all sorts of other stuff um, it's more common I think in the US for a prison to be like way out in the desert um, so, like somewhere in the middle of nowhere um, the, what San Quentin benefits from is that it its location is very is it's very close to some wealthy liberal cities and there are pe- there are people who do want to come in and help at places like this if they have the opportunity but if you have to drive two hours each way to the to the desert to do a class in something you're probably not gonna probably not gonna bother um so san quentin uh benefits from a lot of this stuff and they do see the um the the rewards of it i mean there's this this idea of sort of lock them up and throw away the key that's one thing and like none of these people would feel that they've been unfairly treated by getting a very long prison sentence because they have um they have committed very serious very serious crimes um so the the idea of like so do they deserve a second chance i mean it's it's very expensive to just lock them up and throw away the key with 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 and maybe there are benefits that uh, you might get in another in another way if you did something if you did something more than that. I mean, um, Rasan has a good quote um, that he said about sort of his debt. He says the de- the debt I owe I could never pay, but I'm not paying it in prison. Prison was a place to put me to punish me, um, but it costs $106,000 a year to incarcerate me, and that's money taken away from schools and COVID relief and things like, things like that. Um, so there are certainly the coaches that I speak to as well. They do feel like, you know, these are people that made a terrible mistake when they were usually quite young. Um, yeah. mm. And I'm sure we were all idiots when we were young as well, but pro- probably not to the same extent. But, um, you know, you're, I'm not sure there is a, a real value in just making them pay over and over and over again. Um, yeah, I agree. That's yeah. not to say just let's let's shut down the prisons, but I think there are, you know, it's definitely shown in these, uh, in some of these, from some of these people from the running club that uh, they are, you know, make a permanent change for the better. Yeah, yeah, they're they're they are different, and they they want to contribute something to society. I mean, uh, again, Rasan said something to me about not feeling like he was a part of society as a young man because he was just you know the, the police just sort of let them get on with killing each other where he where he lived or where he where he grew up um but the fact that these people you know 
members of society, these running coaches are coming in and like treating him uh, with uh, kindness is something that makes him, you know, feel better about society as a whole. And what I want to be somebody that contributes to um, society as a whole. By the time the documentary is finished, there's 45 members of the the Thousand Mile Club that have been released. None of them have re-offended. Yeah, it's pretty telling, isn't it, I think? Yeah. Well, I guess re-offend rates are probably quite high, right? I mean... Yeah, there's another... I I mean, I had to do a lot of looking into stats. There was a a long-term study. It's called recidivism, like re-offending, in the US. Um, They looked at prisoners released in 2005 um five out of six prisoners released in 2005 were arrested at least once in the following nine years wow that's um, so high isn't it so yeah there's definitely a, a case of people kind of just getting in getting in and out of trouble all the time and there's um obviously there's a huge number of other factors but i'm not saying that like running solves suddenly crime. fixes yeah yeah, yeah but yeah. there is you know, there's definitely something there that is making these pe- making these people feel possibly a bit more human and like they can and like they could give some value to the world as as people like yeah. moving forward. Right. Is um is there a, a UK equivalent? Is there other prisons doing this type of thing? And if if not, do you think that that's something that absolutely should be considered? Well, I had I had a fairly thorough look. I'm, I'm, I, I couldn't say for definite, but I couldn't find a huge amount. I, f- I found um, an organisation called the Youth Justice Sport Fund, which uh, is helping community organisations use sport generally to reduce crime. So that's not necessarily not necessarily in prison, but um, it's like using sport programmes to help people maybe at risk of that. Um, they did something in a couple of young offenders institutions with boxing and football for young people in custody. Um, there's another organization called the three pillars project, which, um, does rugby and mentoring, uh, for young people in prisons. I couldn't really find anything running wise other than there. It turns out there's a park run in, an yeah, open prison Gloucester, is it? in yeah. South Gloucestershire. HMP Layhill has a park run, um, which started in 2019. So I, I think you do actually have to be a, prisoner to do it you can't just rock up on a saturday morning and, um, yeah I think that's right. yeah, yeah so you need to do a crime first um but uh it's that's the only thing i could find running wise yeah there's room Still, for it isn't there? there's room but for if more, there's, yeah, if yeah. The, if there is other I mean, stuff that we don't know about get into, let us know yeah, yeah let us know yeah, yeah let us know yeah um but the fact that there is a park run already in a prison yeah just goes to show like the, the potential there for similar enterprises and schemes or however you want to phrase it but just something that might help mm. yeah well, it's the same i mean the, the park run has obviously huge value to the rest of us as well just in terms of yeah. getting those uh you know keeping on going and doing this doing the same thing over again and seeing your and seeing your own progress is something that makes you feel good about yourself doesn't it yeah absolutely um, if people want to find out more about um, San Quentin Thousand Mile Club, other than reading your brilliant article out later this month in Runners World, um, what, 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 where else is it being talked about or, or shown? Um, so the, the documentary, is, as I mentioned, is called Twenty Six Point Two to Life. They have a website called SanQuentinMarathon.com um, where there's info about it being shown. It's, it's doesn't seem to be getting a, like a full cinema release release like the. Um, 
like Barbie or whatever, but um, <laughs> it's uh, it's been going around various film festivals, winning loads of awards, um, and there is going to be a 72-hour virtual screening window. So 72 hours mm-hmm. that we can watch it in the UK um, between September 29th and October the 1st. Um, and if I can read you a slightly long web address, it's watch.eventive.org with a backslash 26.2 to life. And that's the digits 26, the word point, the digits 2, then the word two, and then life. Um, that's hard, isn't it? But it We're going to put that in the show notes, David. Stick that was, in, yeah, that was admirable, notes. though. Yeah. That, that's, yeah. Sorry, that took about <laughs> half an hour to do that, didn't it? <laughs> you, you regularly write features for, for yeah. the mag, and I was just mm-hmm. wondering where this one sits then in front in sort of comparison to, to, to topics that you've covered off before. I mean, it's, it's way longer than what I normally, what I normally write. I, no, I normally do that bit of the front called Human Race, which is it's sort of similar in that it's not sort of famous runners and it's not about training stuff. It's about, it's, it's always about kind of what running can do for you as a, as a person or indeed what, how you can use running to help other people. So I think this is in the same ballpark to that. It's about how, how running can change lives. And that's something that I, that I love writing about. And I've met so many interesting people and who've done, you know, I've been so humbled by some of the people that I've, I've got to speak to for this magazine. Um, uh, I mean, this this was just really, really interesting to dig into because there's there's a sort of wider there's wider stuff about like you know uh, incarceration rates generally and and sort of the the prison system and whether that actually works and whether there could be sort of better ways to rehabilitate people. Um, and then it was just a I think I did seven different interviews for this um, with. I haven't even mentioned two of the other coaches I talked to and um, three different um, people who have since been released from San Quentin. Um, so it was, yeah, it was just really great to get um, to sort of d- dig into. And and yeah, as you, as you said, definitely something that ought to be replicated in more places because it really does seem to yeah. make a difference. Yeah. Dave, thanks so much for coming on to the podcast. Thank you for your time. Thank you for writing the piece. And um yeah, lovely, lovely to get you back on at some point in the future. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So that brings us to the end of this week's Run As Well podcast. A huge thanks to our guest, David Smith, and to you, of course, for listening. Please like and subscribe to the podcast. And if you're feeling particularly generous, give us a nice review. Thanks very much for listening, and we'll see you again next week. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 